0: Praise God. Thank you, worship team. See what happens when we really get over into worship? I don't think any of those songs were planned, were they? Huh? Just the first one. one. That's what I thought. I thought, oh man, the Holy Ghost is working. (laughs) Thank you. We're going to get into today's lesson. Don't you love you know, we have a worship team. We don't have performers. Amen. Praise God for following the Holy Spirit with us. Praise God. What it happened was it brought the Holy Spirit on the scene, because the healer's in the house. The healer's in the house. But we have to cre- create the atmosphere to where we're sensitive. And that's what praise and worship does. It creates an atmosphere. Praise God, and I, I appreciate Cindy and Mary for wherever they went. They left me <laughs> for being obedient. I knew something was going on, but I didn't have it. And I looked at Mary and I said, I know something's going on, but I, I asked God, and I don't have it. You know, I don't know what, what it is. And, but we know those that God uses. Whew, this is good stuff. This is the refreshing, amen, praying in the Holy Ghost, singing in the Holy Ghost. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, message on the covenant of prosperity. And let's turn to John 16, and we're going to start there in verse 13 through 15. This is Jesus speaking, Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, and I'm really zeroing in on truth. When when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. He will guide you. Where is he going to guide you? Into all truth. And we're talking about the, um, the covenant of prosperity. People need the Holy Spirit to guide them into this area so that they will partake of the covenant of prosperity. But he said he will guide you into the truth. Today, concerning your finances, concerning financial prosperity. He says, but whatsoever he shall hear. Oh, let me back up. I missed some. He he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. The spirit will not be speaking of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And the Message Bible says that he will lead, guide you into all the truth that there is. It, all the truth that there is. And he will show you things to come. That's Jesus talking. He, you know, he prepares us. Yeah. He prepares us for the things to come. He shall glorify me. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus, for he shall receive of mine and who's he going to show it to? Who's the Holy Spirit going to show it to? You. He says, we're going to receive from him and he's going to show it to you. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you and guide you. All things that the Father hath are mine, Jesus said. Therefore, said I, Jesus, that he shall take of mine what is Jesus's And he shall show it unto you. He's going to transmit that unto you. What a promise. So we're talking about financial, the covenant of prosperity today. And the Holy Spirit's here. And he's going to lead you and guide you into the truth that you need to get this prosperity message working in your life. To get it that... Abundant, more abundant life. Amen. So, the truth that we need is what he's saying. The truth that we need to understand the covenant of prosperity. He wants you to know that. Now then, in 3 John verse 2, the Holy Spirit said, I mean, the Holy Spirit will guide you into prosperity also. So, let's look at 3 John verse 2. Most of you could quote that. That's just before the book of Revelations. But he said, beloved, I love that word, I wish above all things. Now, you know, sometimes I just stop and I say, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to tell me? What are the all things? What's he talking about? Well, the all things that's in your life. He says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth. Remember, we talked about the truth. Testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It pleases God for you to be blessed financially. But you have to learn, we, I, have to learn how to walk in the truth of it. You know, a lot of people can get money and it can also leave But prosperity should be here to stay in our lives, in every area of our life, as as Tanya had brought up earlier. So we are not connected to this world's system. We are not connected to the failures of this world. You understand that? But what are we connected to? We're connected to the covenant of God. We're connected to the promises of God. That's where our focus should be, is on God's promises. Jesus said this. Everything, I think this is in, um, that was in verse 15, I think. That Jesus said, everything the Father says is also what I say. I think it's another commentary, another translation. Everything that the Father says, I say also. Well, that needs to be what we say. Everything the Father says, that's what I say also. What does he say? You're blessed going in, you're blessed going out. You are above, oh you are above debt and not beneath it. He blesses everything you set your hands to do. Go back and read Deuteronomy chapter 28, those blessings. Praise God and let's start saying what it says. Let's, now, we're going to go to Matthew 6. I think somebody mentioned that. We're going to go over there and go through some of that. Matthew chapter 6. It's a very important scripture. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe it's Cindy that brought out some of this. But let's start with verse, uh, well, where do you start in that chapter? Okay, uh, it's also good. Well, let's just start with verse 24. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I wrote down in my notes, we need to make sure our money serves God. That's right. Amen. We need to make sure our money serves God. Okay, I got that out of that scripture. Therefore... Because our money is going to serve God, I say unto you: Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for what your body uh, yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life the life? He said, more than meat, and the body more than raiment. And then he tells us to look at some things. He says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Well, when I look at that, I look at that as our blessing. Because the birds and the fowls of the air, they are not blessed with, with the ability to increase. God has given us his method of increase, of being blessed. They can't sow. Look at that. He says, for they don't sow. They're not blessed with that blessing of sowing, but you are. So if you sow the right seed, you will be blessed in every area of your life. So that scripture to me is very, very important there. He didn't bless the birds and the fowls of the air with the ability to sow, to have more. But God's way is we sow seed, we can have more. And we, of course, we need wisdom enough where to sow it. He said, Behold, the fowls are there, for they sow not, neither do they reap. But we do. We do. Nor gather into barns. And when you do a lot of study on the, bar, on the word barns in some of the Old Testament, uh, some of your commentaries will talk about in your bank. In your storehouse would be your bank. I think a lot of the prophecy teachers that all talk about uh, the storehouses being your bank or your investments, your stocks, all this kind of things. So he says, the, uh, they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit under your stature? Well, not me. And why take ye anxious thought for raiment? You can insert the word anxious there, anxious. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. It's just that simple. I mean, they're relaxed. (laughs) We need to relax. We need to relax and believe God. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? I'm just pausing so we can think about that. Faith. And this is where I wanted to go. Therefore, take no thought Saying, "What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed?" In other words, the cares of life. Don't take thought saying those things. You know, I have a note written on the side of my Bible. Be careful what you say, because um, these words create images when you start saying these things, and you're going to see yourself broke. He says, don't take thought. Don't think about how, how your needs are. Just praise God that he's going to supply them. He has supplied them, but they're through the knowledge of the word. So start. don't let the negative create the wrong image on the inside of you. I see God supplying every need. Why? I said because he said for me to say what he said. And he said he would supply every need according to his riches in glory. Amen. So he says, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. And you can sit, stand and meditate on that a while. But... He says there's something for that we need to do, first of all, before we say anything, before we put words to anything. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought, saying, (laughs) you know, the negative, for the morrow For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient under the day is the evil thereof. He said there's going to be problems tomorrow. We live in a land that there's going to be be issues. Tomorrow's going to come, right? So, a thought when it's unspoken is a thought that's unborn. That's why he says don't take that thought of how bad the situation is saying it. Because when you say it, it gives birth to it. So he says, "A thought that is unspoken is a thought unborn. Words grow your thoughts into an imagination. You stop and think about it. I mean, that imagination can run wild, especially when you start speaking those words. But in Philippians 4, 6, it, it tells us to let the peace of God Which passes our understanding. Because all hell can be breaking loose. But he says, you've got to let the peace of God, my peace I left with you, you've got to let that peace that I've given you, let it reign in your hearts and in your minds. Our minds is what gives us trouble. So let his peace keep our thoughts from being agitated. Worrying, whatever that might be. Now I want to back up to verse um, 33. And I think it was Brenda that brought this out. The main subject here is what? It's the kingdom of God. And also his righteousness. And when I was doing some reading and other commentaries on this, it talked about his righteousness there, meaning a holy life and purity. So he says... The main subject here is the kingdom of God. It says make this your priority to seek. Seek first the kingdom of God. And that word seek means to go after it. It means to get the understanding of it. And he's talking about seeking the way the kingdom works. Seek. There are rules to your prosperity. There are financial, spiritual laws rather concerning your finances but he says seek first the way it works how does the kingdom work given it shall be given unto you i mean so many scriptures i'm going to get into two of those today so and then if we do that if we seek the way the kingdom works he says all of these things will be added to you you don't have to seek them we don't seek the things We seek how the kingdom of God works. What does the word say? What is the word telling me to do? And if we will do that, then all of the things that you desire and that you need, they're just going to come upon you and overtake you. They're there. Isn't that neat? So we've got to learn how the kingdom of God works. And we've got to have that pure heart. Amen. Now that God does not want you broke. Do you understand that? So, we covered this verse last week when we talked. But I want to go back there. Let's go to Psalms 35. Psalms 35 and verse 27. Let me find it here. This is... we're going to go over this one again. Verse 27. Let them shout for joy... Now, what's he doing here? He's dealing with our attitude. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified. Hallelujah. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. One of the first things we need to do is to accept and realize that God wants us, as his children, to be prosperous. Praise God. He wants you to have money. That might offend some churches, but it doesn't offend RCC. (laughs) Or House of Praise, he wants you to have money. Do you really realize that? Well, how do I get it? He tells us, okay? So to make that more clear, here's what I wrote down to myself. He wants me to have money in my purse. So you got to break this down where you live, girls. He wants me to have money in my purse. He wants me to have money in my checkbook, in my savings account, in my investments, Tom's investments. <laughs> Why? Why? Not just for ourselves, but so we can bless others and be that pipeline. But if you stop to think, think, just bring it down. I mean, he wants you to have money in your purse, girls. Now, he doesn't say that specifically, purse. But you need money in your purse. How are you going to bless people when you're out there? You know? Have it available. It's, you need to have it available, basically. Praise God. And in this day and time... <clears throat> Of course, we know that the uh, investments and stocks and all of that are very important. But if you listen to the news, you'll get discouraged and say, well, they're down. Well, mine are not. You say, well, they are. That's what they're saying. I'm saying mine are up. Mine can't stay down. My investments have to go up. Whatever level they're at right now, they're going up. Say continually. Amen. Get ready for the increase. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so it take. did you know it takes wisdom when you have money? Mm-hmm. That you talk about these people that win all of these different prizes, of money, whatever it is that they do. <laughs> yeah, the lottery and all that kind of stuff. And and it's gone because they don't have wisdom. They don't know how to invest it. it, it and we're going to get into that here in just a minute. Proverbs 10 and 4 says... Well, let's let's just look at Proverbs 10 and 4 right quick. I was going to quote it, but, you know, it it helps me to see it as well as read it and say it. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But he, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. But you need to read that whole chapter there because it's really important to have wisdom. And he says to become poor, those that deal with a slack hand, how they handle their money, they're going to become poor. But the hand of the diligent, he says, maketh you rich. He that does his work, one, one um, commentary said, he that does his work, he doesn't have a slack hand. So we have too many people that won't work. You've got signs up everywhere. People don't want to work. And the government has caused that. But we've got to do what the Word says. we got to work. And those people that won't work are eventually going to realize They're going to go hungry. So we've got to be diligent in our work and realize that this is one area. It's not your source of your money, but it is your means. God is the source of your finances. But he uses work and jobs as the means for your money, okay? Okay. He always blesses the work of the industrious man. That was one of the translations. He always blesses the work of an industrious person. So, let's go back to that Psalms. I want to go back to that Psalms 35, and let's look at the first part of that verse. God's instructions, he says, he's dealing with attitudes, and he says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. What kind of people is he talking to here when he says, let them shout for joy and be glad? It's those who favor his righteous cause. Do you favor his righteous cause? Our cause, our cause has to line up with his cause. Amen. His cause to me is his covenant. Amen. Shout for joy. I'm I'm shouting for joy. Because of the covenant of prosperity that God has given to us. He says, shout and be glad when you, when you give and it shall be given. Shout when it's time to tithe. Get excited. That's part of his method of blessing you. And we're going to get into that a little bit too. So, you know, when David, <clears throat> excuse me, in Samuel chapter 17, I think it is, when he, he went out to fight Goliath, what did he say? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? That's what he said. Well, his cause for fighting and defeating Goliath was the covenant. Right. He knew he was a covenant man. Goliath was not a covenant man. He had no fear when he went out after Goliath because he had a covenant and Goliath didn't. So the covenant is stronger and better and will accomplish more than it, it'll accomplish more than your debts. It'll get rid of them. The covenant will. When we walk and obey the commandments, that's in that. So, your fight against debt, your fight against being broke and not having enough, you know, Satan comes after that. He comes after the covenant of prosperity. And, you know, he's been working overtime on people's finances, and he's... He's sowing it into their mind. Well, the government's going to keep me up. Well, you and I, we pay for that, for keeping them up. And you can't hardly get, you can't hardly get people to work. We're sowing. We're sowing. We Praise God for sowing and reaping. God said, he said that he has blessed us with the seed time and harvest. He didn't do that with the birds and the fowls of the air. But we've been sowing. They better be thanking God for us. They better thank God for the believers and those that are being blessed and prosperous, okay? So Satan is our Goliath. Why? Because Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And he's challenging. Listen to me. Satan is challenging the covenant of prosperity. Just like Goliath was challenging Satan is challenging this day and time The covenant of prosperity Now what are you going to do about it If your prosperity is being challenged What are you going to do You're going to buckle down And you're going to start saying what God said And you're going to start being a giver And a doer of the word of God Because he has no power over our covenant The only power he has is what we let him take Amen So the covenant of prosperity that God has promised, it's provided. It's provided for you and I, so I'm not going to let him take mine. Okay, we're going to go to Luke 6.38. I know you can quote this. Praise God you can quote it. But we're going to look at it a little bit different. Let me find it here. Give. And we're going to tear this apart. Give, and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. It's not being rained down from heaven. For with the same measure that you meet, with all, it shall be measured to you again. So you, we need to meditate on this verse. The power in meditating on it will cause you to become a doer of it. The more you meditate on it, it's going to get in you and you're going to become a doer of it. Now then, I wrote down the word give. That's a very, give, he said. What does that mean to me, Lord? What does that word give mean to me? And here's what I wrote down. It means to hand over something. Isn't that simple? You know, if you pray in the Spirit over these things, He'll give you an answer. It means to hand over something. Something has to leave me and go to someone else. Isn't that just the neatest thing? God, the Holy Spirit's good. You know He is our teacher. So something has to leave me and go to someone else. I turn it loose. If I give you something, I have to let go of it. It's no longer mine if you give it. But just think about that. Something has to leave me, Mary. I mean, I've got some stuff that's going to leave my house Friday. It's leaving Friday. It will no longer be mine. And when I see her with it on, it's hers. Something has to leave me and go to someone else. Give, he said. And it shall, what? Yes, praise God. He says, give, it shall be given unto you. That is a spiritual law. That's one of the laws of prosperity. It shall be not only just be given to you, but it's going to be given in good measure. Okay. Mary, I want you, we're going to use the, uh, I brought some brown sugar because it's a great, great example. But I want you to press that down because he said press down and shake them together. I mean, you're cooking for a bunch. We're going to press that down. We like lots of brown sugar. Now press that down. And shaking together. <laughs> and see, we're going he then you've got room to add more. Mm-hmm. Press down, chucking together, and running over. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna run that little dude over. Okay. Press it down again. See, she said, I'm gonna press it down again. Mm-hmm. That's good, isn't it? Oh, yeah, what we're doing, we're making room for more. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing that, it, he said, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, of and running over. What does that say to you? It's going to be so much that you have enough to give. If we become that giver that he talks about, Amen. See? Press down, shaking together, and running over shall men give under your bosom. <laughs> Renie, I want you and watch your face there. Come up here a minute. <laughs> now then, let me see how I want to do this. I had this in my mind. Renie. I'm giving you this $50, okay? Now then, I want you to give that to Peggy. Thank you. Well, let me read my my thoughts. (laughs) Now then, because I gave it, it makes me a receiver, right? Because I sold $50 in Rini. And... Because I gave it, then it, it was pressed down like that. It's gonna be pressed down like that brown sugar. And there's gonna be room for more. Okay? So uh, since you gave that fifty dollars, I've got I have to read this because I had all these thoughts. Now you don't have the fifty anymore. But you have something else. You have the promise of give and it shall be given unto you. Now, did you get that? She doesn't have the $50, but she has God's promise that if I give this, it shall be given unto me. So, right now, there's a hole there. There ain't no $50. Right? So, but because you gave that, It's a good measure. It's pressed down and shaken together. So you should have room for more than that $50 that you had. Amen. So the measure that that I used was $50. The measure, because he said it will be given to you according to the measure that you use when you give. Well, our measure was the $50 that I gave you. That was my measure. You use the same measure, and you sewed it. Fendi, mm-hmm. <laughs> your terminology. So you sewed it. You gave it to Peggy. Mm-hmm. But it looks like you don't have anything. Not yet. But not yet. But so you can't think, oh, my, I could have used that. I could have kept that. I have this bill coming up. Why in the world did I do that? Because of the, common, the covenant of promise. Amen. You have... The covenant of promise that it would be pressed down, shaken together. That $50 is going to become more than $50 to you. That's what what he's illustrating there. Amen. Here's your return. There's your hundred. Y'all can sit down. No, I don't want it back. I gave it. Why did I tell you? Something has to leave me and go to somebody else. Amen? Did you get it? Yes. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So when you, you sewed it the $50, you should have more coming back. Because it should be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen? Sometimes it pays down on the front row. <laughs> Amen. So what was measured back to me was according to what I measured out. That's what he's saying in Luke six thirty eight. I measure it out, and see you. You may not be in the place where you can measure out as much as someone else does, but you can measure out something. You can measure out something, and whatever it is, is going to be multiplied back to you. So if you get a hold of, I, I just prayed this morning, Lord, let these ladies get a hold of this Luke six thirty eight. What he's saying. It has to leave your hands, girls. And it is more blessed to, to give than to receive. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be a receiver. You will be a receiver. But the giving, you're sowing. Amen. And you're going to reap. And, and, and you did, Raina. You reaped. But I did too. Yep, I've still got mine coming, and I I know it it is. See, that's good. I'm glad you brought that out. It's on its way. Do you know what? Y'all must I'm kind of strange sometimes. Maybe all the time, I don't know. But every time I drive out of my driveway, because I've sowed some seed in particular areas, and I have a harvest that hasn't showed up yet. And I unconsciously, because it is so in me, a part of me, when I pass my mailbox, I say, Thank you, Lord. I do. Every morning I pass my mailbox. I said, Father, I'm expecting that to be in the mailbox. It hasn't been there yet, but it's in here, it's in the realm of faith. Faith reaches out into the realm of the unseen. I'm telling you what, I expect when I go home, I I will actually stop and look at my mailbox. It's become so real to me for that check to be there, for that money to be there. And you know what? It will be there. And as far as I'm concerned, it is there. Are y'all getting hold of this? You've got to get this in you to where it becomes a natural thing to you. And I just talked to that mailbox. And I'm not kidding you, girls. I I look in it every day. Even, you know, Father, I'll tell him I'm expecting it. I just want you to know I'm expecting it today. Today. And I'll do that when I go home. I did that when I left out this morning. I passed that mailbox. Father, I thank you. I'm expecting that to be in there. And so you can't be disappointed if you open that mailbox and it's not there. Because as far as you're concerned, in the realm of faith, it's It's there. It's there. I mean, God's working on somebody. God works through people. He works through the government. He works through, you know, whatever the source, well, the mean, not the source, but the means is God's the source, but he works through people. What do you expect? If you've sowed something in particular, well, I'm so excited. I mean, it's probably in there when I get home. But the manifestation will come. I just want to push it to where you get excited about these spiritual laws of prosperity. To where you begin to, to work those. Put them to work in your life. Because I'm telling you girls, they work. And don't let your words mess them up. Don't get stressed out. I just ask the Holy Spirit to bring all these things to your remembrance. And inspire you. And that you shout with joy. Over the laws of prosperity. I'm excited that I can work these laws. I can put them to work in my life. And so, so you get that excited. Amen. Yeah. All right. God wants to add more to what you give. That's what he's saying here. He wants to add more than what you give. And I'm telling you, actually, this morning, I gave $150. That is seed. What does he say he's going to do with your seed? I gave more than $150. Because that is seed and he multiplies the seed sown. Now, I don't know how much it's multiplied, but it's multiplied. I don't know how it's coming and through who it's coming. But it's multiplied and I expect it. That's God's problem. To bring the harvest. And he's faithful and just to do what he has promised. Well, we get a hold of the covenant of, of, of prosperity. Amen. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. I hope I'm, I'm just believing <laughs> that I'm getting this across to you. That the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened to this glorious gospel. And, and encourage you. Uh, in verse 20 I'm thinking this is where I want to go now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly the next word is very important above all that we ask or even think boy I can think big can you think millions can you Well, start thinking it, expecting it. I don't know how God's going to get it to you. That's between you and God. But I know you have to work these spiritual laws. You have to become that giver, you have to become that tither. Praise God. So, uh, now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power or according to the gospel. That works in us, that's alive on the inside of us. Ask yourself, what does above all mean? What does that mean to me? He is able to do abundantly above your debts, your bills, all of that. He's abundantly above all of that. But you know that it's conditional, it's conditional. It's according to the gospel that's at work in you if we will get hold of the gospel concerning giving and receiving again about tithing and all of that and I think I'm going to run out of time to get before I can't get into the tithing but I am so excited about how much time do I have about five minutes oh Our obedience to the Word is so important. So we're going to take up, I guess, I don't know if we'll have time to get into the health next week or not, but we're going to cover what causes money not to come to you. What causes it not to come? And so we're going to start there because our time's about up next week, and we're going to go to Haggai, Haggai, and then we're going to get into the tithing principles also next week, but I, some of you remember when I taught on uh, the timing about the dime, it's only a dime, do you remember when I taught that a few years ago, well we're going to cover that also, um, it's just a dime, 10%, and we're going to get into that in detail next week, and it's, it's exciting to me, because a lot of people... They take, if you, listen girls, you're going to have to get used to tithing because you're going to become rich. And if you don't, yes, I agree with you. And if you don't get a hold of this, giving, uh, receiving, sowing, and reaping, and tithing, then it it will be hard for you to write zeros. So... You've got to get hold of it so it will be in you so that when, as you prosper, you're going to increase your giving. Your tithing is going to increase. And so start looking at it now and renewing your mind and get yourself ready to write those zeros. Amen? Amen. So important. But I'm really excited about teaching on, on some of this stuff next week. We didn't have time. But give God your tenth. Amen? And I, I, I think I mentioned we, don't need, we need to have a sign up in our churches. Tithe, don't just tip. <laughs> Amen. The blessings on the tithe, not tipping. And a lot of people give a dollar as their tithe every time. Well, we'll get into some of that. <laughs> and, and we're going to get into this that, that I had taught a couple of years ago. Where one author said, he said, a dime could be keeping you from your prosperity. We'll have fun with it next week. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand. We will get to the health issue also. <laughs> Praise God. Father, I love your ladies. They're my friends. And we're all your friend, Father. Father, we want to please you. And I know you said that without faith we can't please you. So, Father, this word that we're talking about today brings faith to our hearts and to our minds that you want us to have money. And it's for a reason. It is so that we can be a blessing. And, Father, I'm saying to you today, Holy Spirit, remind us to be that blessing. We're going to listen to you. We're not going to go crazy with this, but we're going to... Bless others as the Spirit of God tells us to and where and how much to. I thank you for the return on everybody that gave into the offering today because their harvest is out there. I come against anything that would keep their harvest from coming to them in the name of Jesus. And Satan, you're bound away from everybody's finances in here because you're defeated And we're going to live like God promised us that we could live. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a super great day. You're blessed.